0: back hopefully hopefully you're enjoying your tuesday welcome to all of you that are joining us on the network our friends over there wkty and lacrosse our friends in eau claire and sports talk 105.1 the home the mighty home of one dan casper good to have them on board uh, our friends in platteville i know herb cody's down there listening each and every day thank you herb appreciate you uh Putting us on the air down there. For all of those in the Platteville area to hear. So thank you so much. And also, uh, we got our friends from Marshfield listening today uh, up there, ESPN, WOSQ, 92.3. Good stuff there. Obviously, our friends in Rice Lake, we're going to be visiting them uh, next week. Link Ford and RV. I think we're actually doing a broadcast from Link Ford at some point. And then in addition to that, we are going to say hi to our friends at Todd's Mix as well. Bringing us up there. I love it when uh, our sponsors say, we want them. Bring them up. So we all get together and uh, collaborate. And next thing you know, off we go. The Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Valley coming up. So a lot of good stuff all over the great state of Wisconsin. Always got to say hi to our buddy, Ernie. Probably our smallest market, but our most faithful Faithful is our friends in Verrocco. WVRQ. The mighty 1360 there. The home of one Ernie Betts. Uh, 877-867-1670. So, uh, Matt LaFleur, head coach of your Green Bay Packers, as the mandatory minicamp getting underway, and prior to everybody taking the field, uh, you got the head coach. He is taken to the podium. Uh, that being said, without further ado, let's go to the podium and take a listen to what Matt LaFleur had to say. Yeah? Nice uh, computer bag. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Now, what
2: are your on-field plans for Aaron this week.
1: Uh, yeah, he's going to be out there and go through the individual, and he'll do some of, um, you know, a lot of what we're doing team-wise is jog through, so he'll, he'll handle those reps and then some of the seven-on-seven. What do you want
3: your rookies to take away from this week with him at the helm of
1: the offense? Uh, just, it's, it's their first opportunity to be on the field with him, so uh, they get to kind of learn how he operates and the expectations that we all have of, of all those guys out there.
3: Does the expectation change um, or the, um, yeah, I guess expectations are forward forward, forward, or is it just too early in the process to be too hung up on, on the fence that kind of stuff?
1: In terms of? Of, of Aaron being,
3: you know, Yeah, I, I mean, like, health? yeah,
1: this is their first exposure to one another. So it's just, it's going to be more of everybody kind of getting a feel for, for each other.
3: Matt, you said when he came for that one day after he went to the Bucks game that you could feel the different energy. Can you feel that?
1: today too and why do you think that's important for your young guys to be around it yeah well i mean he's he has been a a captain a leader of our football team for a long time and these guys i would say most of them have grown up watching him for a really long time and for them to to go out there and be in a huddle with him and be on the same field as him i think that's a pretty exciting time for all those young guys he
3: wasn't here for uh, Mini camp last year and still had an MVP season. How much more important was it for him to be here this year is because of all the new faces at receiver?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything. I, I think that the more these guys can get around each other, the more they can learn each other, the quicker they can start to develop that chemistry that's so important, that we know is so important in t- determining our success on the field. So um, I'm just excited that, that we've got him in the building and with, with these young guys and um, we'll, we'll see how it goes today.
2: Will you structure practicing different in terms of more competitive periods than, than OTAs with, with your quarterback here? Will we pretty much the same format?
1: Yeah, I would say it's very similar format. Uh, you know, a big emphasis is just making sure we get out of these OTAs uh, healthy. Um, certainly you want to lay the foundation for the season in terms of just the learning. There's a lot that these guys have been uh, asked to learn a lot of new things. So uh, again, it's just it's more or less the, to lay that foundation for them, so that when we get to training camp, that you know we can kind of hit the ground running.
2: Are the reps uh, as basic today as uh, huddle, uh, formation, cadence, things like that that they have to learn the way Aaron runs an offense?
1: Yeah, I think there's with every quarterback you you try to get everybody to do it about the same way, but there's always some um, little differences, little nuances here and there with with each quarterback.
3: When Aaron came back last year for training camp, Jordan kind of took a back seat and and reclaimed the backup role. How do you expect him to handle this situation, maybe differently than that, and still continue to
0: be vocal even with 12 in the building?
1: Yeah, I don't think that – You'll see much of a difference. I think Jordan. They, first of all, they got a great relationship, both of those guys, and um, so I think you know Jordan's going to handle it the same way he would if if Aaron wasn't here when he's out on the field. Do
3: you think he get more comfort this year in you know, continuing to take that leadership role than maybe
1: he did last year? Yeah, I would say so. I think you see it. Um, you know, it's just it's like anything in life. The more reps you get at it, the more comfortable you are with with the whole process. So I think he's done a nice job.
2: How much has uh, Sammy Watkins done so
1: far, and what do you have planned for him these three days? Uh, he, he's, I mean, he's done quite a bit uh, in terms of just being out there and, and um, getting as many reps as we we feel like he needs. Um, but it'll be kind of the, the same thing that he's been doing.
0: Matt, you mentioned some chemistry there, and what building blocks do you look for, whether it's a new receiver or just kind of picking up where he left off? What do you look for if he can't? As
1: far as building that well again they're just learning each other so I think it's always important for quarterbacks no matter whether it's a receiver tight end running back whoever they're throwing to you you got to learn how guys move and it allows you you can kind of read body language when, when a guy may or may not be breaking um, so there's a lot that goes into it and that's not something that happens overnight that is that de- That's definitely a process, and it takes time for that to develop.
2: Do you have any specially excused absences from this mandatory period, or is is everyone full participation?
1: Uh, Everybody that is currently signed on our roster is is full participation.
2: Is Lazard here ready to go?
1: I have not seen Alan. Hey, Matt, going back to your
3: approach to LTAs, you said practice today is going to be kind of similar. Is that... It's been two years since we had full-fledged
2: everything normal, so if I'm forgetting, I apologize. But have you been less
3: full speed in 11-on-11 than you preferred to be and you had been previously? And is that, I mean, even maybe last year you were more full speed, and is that injury prevention, play a safe one?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, You know, a lot of this is you're trying to train these guys how to practice, and we have different practice tempos we have legit walk through we have jog through and then we have full go and so we're still not quite where we want to be in terms of for for all these guys working together and, and getting that necessary work in because you know throughout the course of the season you're gonna you're gonna vary your practice tempos so i think whether it's you know full speed or a jog through type setting you need to learn how to work together certainly um safety that always our primary concern while still getting um, everything you need mentally. Uh, But I think that we've made some progress. I still don't think we're by anywhere close to a finished product. Um, And I think that's kind of a trend around the league right now. If if just talking to a lot of other teams and um, how they're structuring their practices, that seems to be a pretty common I think every team is a little bit different in regards to where you are. I think the majority of our guys have have kind of been through this before, and um, certainly when we have our developmental periods, that's when you see us with the younger guys doing more full speed, 11-on-11, to to get those guys just a few extra reps. So does
3: that trend force you to recalibrate what constitutes
2: a, a productive off season because
3: you're, not, I mean, you're not accomplishing
1: as much as you have in the past, right? Well, it's that's all relative. It just depends what the emphasis is. I think right now we're trying to train these guys in terms of how to practice and and again lay the foundation for what we want it to look like come fall. And you know, it, it's a process for us as coaches too. There's a lot of new faces in, in all three phases, and um, we're we're learning these players and what they do well and. Uh, and there's going to be some adjustments, I guarantee, that are going to be made coming out of this, in terms of you know maybe some things that that we might have to tweak schematically, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams.
3: Obviously, all these guys have played in front of fans before, but um, you know the rookies sometimes they come into training camp and talk a little bit about the jitters seeing fans at their practices. how, is, how are these couple days and, and seeing fans at the OTA practices kind of helping them helping the rookies settle in?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know how, how many fans are going to be out there today. So I'm sure that kind of dictates uh, how they feel. Um, you know, if there's only a couple people out there, then they probably feel like any a normal practice. But um, certainly the more people that are there, sometimes it just inherently adds a little bit of pressure to it.
2: Talk about how the, this is going to be similar in format to the OTAs. Is there another layer in, in learning the offense that, that you can replicate here with with Aaron and, and, and having guys around him that you just you can't have that layer when, when he's not here? And, and, and how do you balance that? It
1: yeah, it's and it's really that's um, a byproduct of just all the little things that he does on the field, all the little whether it's giving guys a signal or changes something up, and uh, that is going to be. I guess uh, kind of an unknown right now, to see how these guys potentially respond in those situations. It's not just just the young guys; it's guys that he doesn't have a lot of time with, like a Sammy Watkins, who that's it's really you know their first time together out there on the field as well. I'm
3: probably asked about Sammy. So the two OTAs that were open to us, Sammy wasn't here. Did he take part in any of the other OTAs that we weren't allowed to
1: watch? Yeah, he's he's been here quite a bit. I don't have the exact number in front of me, so apologize for that. But um, I don't, I don't really keep score. We just coach who's here, and um, we we have I've got other guys that kind of handle the attendance portion of it. But he's at
3: least taking part in a
1: couple. Of yeah, times. absolutely. He was here. I, I want to say he was here for two of the practices last week and um, prior to that as well.
2: You've had more change on your offensive coaching staff this year than you've had to, where, where do you feel you, you guys are at in that process of, of coming together as a group, and how would you characterize it?
1: Yeah, well, a lot of us have known each other um, and have been around each other, so that makes it a, a little bit of a smoother transition, but certainly there's, there's been some learning curves along the way, and um, I know I've gotten much more involved with, with some of the things in terms of the planning, um, but I, I think our guys are doing a great job, I think... Um, you know, it's it, it's been fun to kind of dive back into it a little bit more and roll your sleeves up and you know went through every clip that we've put on tape over the last three years. Um, so it, it's been a it's it's been a good off season. Now, does Aaron being here mean you don't get to throw at any girls today, no? Yeah, my elbow's oh, feeling totally a little sore anyway, so. <laughs> more. This weekend you were at
2: Sean's wedding and i think you saw a bunch of your former colleagues and how many of you guys have ascended in the league that what's your takeaway from that about that group that you got with 10 years ago
1: yeah no it's it's fun it's anytime you get around your friends it's always a good time and to celebrate that occasion with him and um you know that was that was a special moment and uh it was a quick turnaround landing and spending about 30 hours in, in Southern California and then turning around and coming back here. But um, we had a great time. It was, it's always great to see um, all those guys. And not only uh, are they great coaches, but first and foremost, they're great people, and um, we just had a great time.
0: Good. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank we'll you. see you all later. There you go. Mike Clemens gets the last question in, uh, talking about the wedding of Sean McVeigh and all of those those coaches, that coaching tree, players and such, all getting together. So uh, there you have it. Uh, so some of the things that we took away from that we'll discuss when we come back. Did you hear what you wanted to hear? Did you hear what you wanted to hear? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: <laughs> I, 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 I.
0: Glad to have you back, The Bill Michaels Show. We continue. After listening to Matt LaFleur, I got a question for you. That's coming up. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 1670 You want to hit us, do so. Hey, our friends at Skipper Buds reminding you that it's that time of year. Uh, if you are looking for some outdoor adventure because you're not going to be doing the big family vacation because uh, some of the prices and things that are just too high, you're going to do some staycation, some stay-at-home stuff. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself on the water. Or if you've already got a boat, maybe you want to trade it in and upgrade. Or maybe you have uh, an accessory need, such as some of the floaty islands and such. So you can you can track us uh, track them down in many different facets. Uh, at Skipper Buds, go to skipperbuds.com. That's skipperbuds.com. Or get a hold of our buddy over there. The uh, The general manager is uh, Todd, and my buddy Ryan is in service, and they are finishing up my boat, which I cannot wait to get back but you can check out the huge selection of yachts and pontoons and sport and deck boats fishing boats accessories you name it they got it go to skipper buds 262 1200 that's 262 and if you go in over there and you see Ryan say uh, just ask him say uh, um hey nudge 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 is uh, Bill's boat done yet just checking just checking um so what did you not hear sometimes I always talk about what is said and what isn't said. What did you not hear regarding, uh, regarding Matt LaFleur and his discussion? One thing I did not hear was anybody asked specifically about, and I can't believe it, about David Bakhtiari. Now, David Bakhtiari, as Matt LaFleur stated, uh, should be ready for training camp. The last time these two teams, or this uh, two teams, the last time these two entities, Matt LaFleur and the media, met. So they say uh, he was asked about him last week and said that uh, they are aiming, aiming for training camp. Aiming for training camp. Aiming for training camp. But then say he's, yeah, he's he's ready to go for training camp. Didn't say that. Just find it interesting. That's all. No uh, official word, but find it interesting that, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's when they're kind of aiming for him to come back. But no update. So, Ben, what you and I were kind of hoping to hear was that, yeah, he's going to be okay. He's going to be good to go. We didn't get that again today. I think oh, he's starting to get nervous.
3: Oh, with Bakhtiari, I mean,
0: yeah. I wouldn't be
3: nervous if last year and the way that played out didn't happen. But LaFleur did point out like he did play in a game at the end of the year, like he has, you know, played in games. I, I'm a little mm-hmm. nervous. I will say the position is very deep. So I'm confident that, you know, they're still gonna be set as roster wise. I do think we went over two though during that press conference, because you didn't get anything about Bakhtiari and I didn't get
0: any good sound bites. There, yeah, there was not a whole lot there uh, that was going to give us any kind of uh, a replay ability. I agree with that. Uh, It was uh, some of the questions right out of the gate when asked about, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, what's Aaron going to be doing? Uh, Matt Lafleur said, "Quote: He'll be doing everything." (laughs) uh, That's pretty much it. Uh, Yeah, he's going to be out there and go through the individual, and he'll do
1: some of. you know, a lot of what we're doing team-wise is jog through, so he'll he'll handle those reps, and then some of the seven on seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. He'll, he'll be doing everything. Yay, yay. Um, they also said that uh, they they being those other members of this team in that building need to feel his energy, need to be there, so he can develop chemistry with the young guys and get that relationship going on and off the field which is the stuff that you and I have been saying all along but they he need just to going his... to grind on you yes yes wise words from a wise man uh yeah they are uh, going to feel his energy what kind of energy is that what kind of energy does Aaron Rodgers give off i think it depends on the day of the week right like sunday uh, there's some fire you know yeah sunday there's some there's some stuff you know but what kind of energy I'm just out here hanging with Tom. I'm just hanging out just with Tom. There you go. Uh, Sammy Watkins has done quite a bit. <laughs> that was... And he's getting reps as he needs. And uh, the only piece of information that was, as we already alluded to prior to the uh, presser, was that everybody that is, as he qualified, again, when they say, hey, is everybody here? Everybody that is currently signed is here. What Matt Lafleur said, and then the follow-up immediately was, which I applaud. Who I don't even know who asked the question, but it was, does that mean Alan Lazard is here or not here? I have not seen Alan today, so there you go.
3: Can we can we start holding Matt Lafleur accountable? Like, is, can someone talk to him and say like you, you need to give? the radio producers in the state something to work
0: with here yeah yeah you got to have some you got to have some kind of a soundbite you know you got to have a denny green you know crown them crown their asses you got to have something they are who they thought we were and we are what we thought we weren't yes what Uh, yeah they're just minor stuff i don't know it's time we it's time we hold them accountable something and uh, I am, uh, all right, I, I guess the most shocking thing coming out of the presser when Mike Clements asked the question regarding the wedding was that Mike wasn't there. I can't believe Mike wasn't at the wedding of Sean McVeigh. <laughs> I thought for sure Mike would have figured out a way to get actually into the wedding. But that did not come to pass, unfortunately. Mike was not on the guest list. But uh, but yeah, Mike, uh, Mike asked about the wedding and about everybody being together. So that, there was not a whole lot in that. There's not much to grab onto. Then again, it's OTAs and mini camps and mandatory and all that kind of stuff, but um, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll get practice videos today. Those are all that matters. Yeah, we'll get some videos. It's, it's, you know, guys in shorts and a pass from Aaron Rodgers. There's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? He's doing what he's been doing the last 16 years. Oh, my God. It's crazy. He's there.
3: Speaking of weddings, you mentioned I, you mentioned the Lombardi Trophy yesterday at Lafleur's. Yes, right. Yes. So yes. Brooks Kepka had Ludacris perform at his wedding. Is one of those really? cooler okay. and a bigger flex? I think it might be
0: the Ludacris thing. Um. Yeah, that's you know, if you're gonna, who would you hire to do your wedding? Ben, if you were were to do the nuptial thing, who would you hire to come and be the entertainment for your wedding? Oh, man. I don't know. Who might that be? See, I would have to hire somebody that has a bunch of hits. They're not going to come in and play a bunch of songs nobody doesn't know and then finally give you the one-hit wonder song at the very end and drop the mic and leave. Yeah, Ludacris has
3: to. he's he's all over the place with hits. I feel yeah.
0: like so. Um, if you're gonna make it a dance party or a rock party, who would you hire? This might sound crazy. I'm kind of a cover band guy.
3: I feel like if you bring really, a, I feel like if you bring one of the big shots, then the expectations are way too high. But a cover band, everybody knows what you're gonna get, and they can go do the hits from everybody. So they hit all the right spots with all the music everyone wants to hear.
0: Okay, I can see that. I haven't really thought it through. You know, I'm young. I would have to have a combination. I would have to have uh, if I would do local. Oh, that's a good question. Local bands, Cheap Shots, Madison County Cherry Pie. Those would probably be the three up on my list. But if I was going to do a ladies and gentlemen, mic drop, rock the house, dance party. Florida. I think Florida. Special guest MC Rob Bass, but probably Florida. I have to do Florida. I think
3: that might not be a bad way to go. Can it be Florida and Justin Bieber? Because I would go to that wedding. Bieber, really? Oh man,
0: I, they're the same era of music. Oh well, oh. Uh- I don't know i like yeah bieber. but no i i i am not a huge bieber fan i don't want him to do a ballad he's getting some weird ballads i i would certainly do florida though florida pumped a house and the only reason i know this is because when we were in minnesota myself and mike clemens uh we went to a party that we kind of weaseled our way into but uh, we ended up hanging out with florida and that guy was one badass dude oh man uh is is mike on hold I think Mike went to a party in Arizona with Fifty Cent years ago. But uh, Mike Clemens, the man that I thought was invited to uh, Sean McVay's wedding, and ultimately I think cooked the Lombardi cake was uh, was Mike Clemens, who was now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, buddy?
2: Actually, I asked Lafleur about that today. I mean, because if you I mean, can you believe it was ten years ago? Aaron Rodgers is here as a young quarterback, already had won a Super Bowl. Then he goes fifteen and one. Then he's one and done against the Giants and Eli who went go and beat Tom Brady a second time. And meanwhile, Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and these other guys are either, you know, gophers for the Texans or part of the Mike Shanahan staff with the then Washington Redskins. And now here's Sean McVay, 35 years old. He's got this beautiful model uh, wife, Veronica, that he's married. And half of his buddies are now NFL head coaches like LaFleur and Zach Taylor with Cincinnati and even Kevin O'Connell, the new Vikings head coach. And You know, he and LaFleur are sitting at the table at McVeigh's wedding Saturday night, eating slices of Lombardi Trophy wedding cake. I mean, how good is the life for these guys, right?
0: Mm hmm. Right.
2: So, and I just tried to get LaFleur to say, you know, you believe how far you guys have come. But he he said, it's a great tight-knit group of friends. But, you know, you start thinking hard about coaching trees from either Bill Walsh to Mike Holmgren or all the guys that come off of Belichick, but the McVeigh tree is impressive, and McVeigh is only 35 years old. So practice is just getting started. here. the first of three mandatory minicamp practices, and for some reason, we're inside. Uh, you know, it's mostly sunny, and there's fans gathering outside of the Nitschke field, but he's got them going first, going through some plays indoors. There's a number 19. There's a number 10. There's Aaron. Okay, there's Rodgers, and he's just taking a snap right now. Uh, I'm going to try and see if I can see. Uh, There's Randall Cobb. I'm trying to see if uh, Sammy Watkins is here. So today we learned in our press conference with LaFleur, although none of us in the media have seen Sammy Watkins, you know, they have like three OTA sessions a week. One they they let us in as the media, and apparently Sammy Watkins has been at the other two. Uh, So he has Hmm. been in Green Bay. He has been going to these classroom sessions and working out. And so when we talked a little bit about attendance today, then I followed that up, and I said, what about Lazard? And Fleur said, I have not seen Allen yet, which means Allen Lazard is still in this limbo with the Packers where uh, he thinks he's going to get another offer from another team uh, to try and match his tender, and then the Packers would have to do that. I don't, do you see that happening, another NFL team? I don't.
0: Not unless somebody you know? goes down with an injury.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, But anyway... Lazard's still not here because he still hasn't signed his tender with Russ Ball or Brian Gutekinds and the Green Bay Packers.
0: So I, I guess, Mike, does he start to get fined for all of this after a while because he hasn't signed, or does he uh, is he uh, you know uh, the, from that?
2: Yeah, he's not signed. He's not signed. I don't see how they could – if they haven't signed him, he hasn't agreed to being signed. they have tendered him. Uh, I don't think he can be – that's a good question, but I don't think he can be fined because he's – Officially, not a Green Bay Packer right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I wasn't positive about that. So, but really, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. If you are uh, Alan Lazard, you're a guy that's probably one of the better route runners. You know the system. You're you're kind of coming in with the lead role right now, right? Short of Randall Cobb.
2: Well, most experience, obviously, all those games that you've had with Aaron Rodgers over the last three years, after being picked up from the Jaguars, and you know, going from practice squad in Green Bay the December before to a key player when Devontae was out for four or five weeks with that hamstring injury a couple of seasons ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm imagining the Packers are just going to let this play out and get them in at some point, you know, at some point there's an end point, but obviously Lazar's agent is saying, Hey, let's, if it's only a one-year deal, let's get the most out of it while we can, or, they're trying to get the Packers interested in a three-year deal, or, or you know that that's a part of it as well. And that's something that I'm sure that there's some national guys right now calling some agents out in L.A. to say, "Hey, what what's going on with Alan Lazard in Green Bay?"
0: Hey, real quick before I let you go, Mike. So these mandatory mini minicamps, uh, obviously Rodgers is there, and, and LaFleur talked about the importance of Rodgers' energy and being in the building, and he talked about building a relationship both on and off the field, getting with these guys, something that we had been kind of talking about that didn't seem to be that important to Aaron Rodgers. So is Rodgers just there because it's mandatory, or do you think Rodgers is there because he definitely wants to start building the relationship with these young guys in this new wide receiving core?
2: Well, I, I think he's here because he's required to be here. Um, I, I think it's smart for him as a leader. They did talk about the day that he was here when Aaron Rodgers went to that Bucks game and then he was also in Green Bay for a day, introduced himself, been in contact with some of the rookies texting. But, you know, uh, like we talked about yesterday, Aaron Rodgers, the point was, I don't need summer school, okay? I'm a straight-A student. I can knock this out every year. And why don't you let these other guys get in all the reps? I'll figure it out on who I need to connect with once training camp starts. On the other hand, man, I, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's out there. He's calling. He's flying in guys, his receivers, to get up with his new team. And he's at everything that Nathaniel Hackett is putting out there. And they've got extra OTAs because they've got a new coaching staff. And I, and I know Russell's a little bit younger, and it's a whole new team and a whole new franchise and coach and system for him. But, you know, that just it, it, that ignites where your level of intensity and the work is for all the other players. It, it brings up the competition. Oh, there's Jair Alexander. Now I see him working out today. So all that stuff, it just, it just helps you get more ready for July 26th, 27th when you've got all these guys in the house. But, you know, the other basic today is some of these rookies, some of these guys that have been on practice squad, they get to get in a huddle today and tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers. They learn where they're supposed to stand in the huddle where they're supposed to stand when they come to the line of scrimmage, where they're supposed to look for their little nod off, you know, before the, 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 the little check down before the snap mm-hmm. and what the cadence and get used to the cadence, just get used to the cadence. And those are the very basic things that you try and get done on offenses this week here in green Bay.
0: Real quick, no questions about David Bakhtiari and his progression. So where's the level of confidence that you feel that Bakhtiari is going to be back and ready to go?
2: Lafleur tired of asking, uh, answering the same question, saying, "Well, he's working hard. He's working hard." He he said that all last year. Finally, Lafleur said last week, "You know what? Um, We pretty much got an agreement that we're not going to put David on the field until the start of training camp, and we'll see where we're at there." So David's been here. You see him walk around the facility. Matter of fact, I see him over there in the sidelines right now, like over by one of the exercise bikes. But they're not going to put him on the field or talk about it until that first week of training camp, and. And, if, and, in fact, if he passes his physical. That physicals here yesterday, so when we start taking attendance here, we're going to find out if there's some questions about some of the guys that came in there. Dean Lowry, he's been here but not participating at some of these practices. You know, little things like that that are going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, great stuff as always. Uh, is keep us informed, and we will touch base soon, okay? we Will do, sir. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you go. Our own Mike Clemens on the ground in Green Bay. A little insight. So there you go. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Come back. A lot more of the Bill Michaels show, and uh, the whole thing about Bakhtiari is just a little disconcerting. It's like they don't want to answer the questions. They don't want to talk about it. If everything's okay, you want to talk about it. If everything's not or there's question marks, now you start to worry. Your level of concern after that report from Mike Clements probably just went up eh, a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. They have a great ride going out of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson this weekend. It is the Combat Vets Ride. These are guys. These are men and women that uh, have seen things that you and I hope to never see in our lifetime. And that's what the ride is for. If you are looking to do a motorcycle ride this weekend, um, that is it. That is the one you head out to. Go uh, check out the website, WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com. Check out the events page or their Facebook page and uh, get signed up for that. Uh, The Combat Vets ride is one of the best and uh, one of the most supportable rides there is. Whether it's through your actual participation or a donation. But uh, these men and women have seen things that you and I hope to never see, and they do it in protection of us. So, uh, by all means, head out to Wisconsin, Harley Davidson, and support them this weekend. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends over there at the, the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. I was talking a little bit about them yesterday, and had a couple of friends that said they had a really good time over there. Uh, hadn't been there in a while. Heard me talk about it, and stopped by, and uh, had a nice night over the weekend out on the uh, the deck that overlooks Pewaukee Lake, and had a great time. So, uh, it, you know, I, I've been telling you people for a while. They've revamped the menu. The place is really cool. It's it's one of those lakefront bars. In uh, restaurants, and stop over. They always have something going on. They've got trivia, they've got karaoke, they've got music outside. It's just a great place to go, and it's a lot of fun, and it's the lake life type of place. So check out our friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake, and uh, go in and ask for Trish. Tell her, uh, Tell her hi. Always ask her, Trish, you got those leather pants. I'll pause there for for a moment, (laughs) let you smile, and uh, stop in. It's a great place. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Stop over to Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Um, The question, as I had put it um, uh, a little earlier before we went to break, was do you feel good about what you've heard from Matt Lafleur, are you excited? Are you excited, or are you kind of you know putting palm to forehead a little bit, going, hmm, hmm, a little bit concerned about maybe the offensive line, David Bakhtiari? They don't want it to I, like I said, it's the one of it's one of the things, and maybe we're just making too big a deal out of it. That's we can do that. We can do that. But they have not said he's cleared; he's good to go. That's not been brought up, and that to me is a little disconcerting, especially when you already have Elton Jenkins, who's going to be down for some time. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit concerned. Sam Monson, our guy from Pro Football Focus, the top five NFC power rankings are out as teams begin to hit their mandatory minicamps. I saw Tom Brady was at minicamp today, too. Uh, Number one, speaking of Tom Terrific, pro football focus Sam Monson has him out as number one in the NFC, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, the Rams. Number three, the Packers. This is a little surprising. Number four, the 49ers and number 5 the Dallas Cowboys. I 1 through 4 or you know, the top 4 out of 5, I think we pretty much nailed. Buccaneers, Rams, yeah, Rams defending champions, Cowboys, they got a good team. No denying the talent they have, now whether or not they're able to put it all together, we'll wait and see. But the the 49ers. I I can't argue with that. a lot because there is a there is for lack of a better term there, there's a lack of depth in the NFC there, there's not the when, when you look at the NFC um, will the Giants or Philadelphia be dramatically better Ben do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be dramatically better this year better yes dramatically better no
3: like, fringe, I, uh, playoff, wild card. Maybe they right. win the division, but they're not a threat.
0: I uh, I would look at it, I, Again, I go with the top four teams being uh, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Cowboys, yes. But to, he's picking San Francisco over Arizona. And I think Arizona's issues begin and end with Kyler Murray and the fact that he has just been an outspoken mess since the season ended, about his contract, about his wants, um, and pounding his chest on what he believes he is. I think he's overinflated his own ego. I think he's good. I don't think he's great, and he hasn't proven anything yet. But I think the Cardinals have a really good team if they can get his head on straight. I still don't know what San Francisco is going to do. You would assume Trey Lance has taken the reins. And that then might put uh, a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo up on the trade block. Teams may start inquiring. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. But it's pointing more and more and more like Cleveland is going to be without Deshaun Watson, especially now that there's been this uh, this other lawsuit filed, uh, yet another one that the NFL is going to have to investigate. But I, yeah, I you know there are people even saying that uh, some of the national pundits saying that New Orleans is going to be dramatically better. The toughest division by far, everybody believes, is going to be the NFC West, which would eliminate then the Vikings from taking that massive step forward and really challenging Green Bay for the NFC North and then any other team in the NFC North from really being any kind of a threat. I can't imagine Atlanta taking a big step forward, nor Carolina, but New Orleans New Orleans certainly has if, if Jameis Winston proves to be any better than what he's been in the past. But I I find it interesting that they say San Francisco over Arizona, and I got to think that the only reason is because you've got two viable quarterbacks in San Francisco sitting there waiting to find out what's going to happen, who their coach is going to choose, and what the front office wants. Whereas in Arizona, you've got a quarterback who is all about the quarterback. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven. 867 1670. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Got more we want to get into. What did, Out of what you heard from Matt LaFleur, good, bad, and different, are you enjoying what you're hearing or not? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we uh we continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the social house haus and uh, dandella and his staff they did a fantastic job in renovating that place if you have not if you have not uh, been there as of yet for the newly renovated social house on lisbon Road menominee falls stop in they've got music they've got an expanded menu double the size of their kitchen. Their beautiful new expansion has great big garage doors, opens wide open uh, to the uh, to the outer elements. It's just a good time, good place, good family place, too. Social House, H-A-U-S on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Um, is there anything that you wanted to hear out of Matt LaFleur's press conference today that maybe you didn't hear? Or is there something that you did hear that you were thrilled to hear? Um, Ronald says, called the run around with regards to Bakhtiari. Hasn't it almost been two years without meaningful playing time? I think he's done. It's, well, it was a full season. He uh, didn't, he, it's been a year and a half, basically. He went down on New Year's Eve a year and a half ago, almost exactly a year and a half ago. So it's not been two years. It's only been one season he didn't play. He did come back play in one game, but don't forget, at the end of the season, he had that um, discussion, I guess might be the best way to put it, about how his knee had swollen up, and he had to have it drained, and he had issues with it because of. So, yeah, he, he had, you know, he's had issues. He's had problems. He has not been, you can't say with confidence, yeah, he's back. He's the best tack he's the best tackle in football and yeah he's back he's ready to go got no problem good to go. Uh not there. So I I wanted to hear them say that he would be back and he would be good but I can't say that we've heard that. And that's probably the most disappointing thing I guess about it to be honest with you. Um so we'll we'll, we'll see what, uh, what what comes of all of this, but no word on David Bakhtiari's return anytime soon. I don't think he's done. I hope he's not done. God no, because they've got that contract; they have to pay him, uh, unless they would end up just buying him out via some kind of insurance or something. But um, yeah, if he's if he's not done, uh, you hope that he's be able he's able to return to form. That's that's the. That's the best way I can put it. Put it. Um, you know, you hope that he returns the form. 877 uh, 867 This is from Alex. Alex says, I don't think David Bakhtiari is going to be ready until training camp, and even then he may not play in the first game. Uh, let's give him a little bit more time. How bad was that knee? We don't really know. But Alex, look, they repaired it. They said he was good. He was working out. He was coming back, and then quote, whatever the setback was, it was legit. Some people, and let me say this too, some people heal differently. When you have surgery, some people heal differently. I know people that have had knee replacements, best thing in the world, best thing they've ever had done. Same doctor, different person, same procedure, and it's still a limping, you know, painful nightmare. So I, you just don't know. Some people just heal differently. Maybe Bakhtiari is one of those guys that just don't heal up real well when it comes to surgical procedures. Because it's not something that hasn't been done before. Numerous players have come back from ACL and MCL tears. Doc McKenzie and company, they've been performing these things for years and years and years. It's not like it's new to them. Some people just heal differently. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We're not done. Not done by any stretch of the imagination. Hey, say hi to our friends at Kunis RV, would you? Oh, I was just texting back and forth with our buddy Scott, uh, Scott Remmer, from uh, the one down in Elkhorn. Scott's heading out to Sturgis as well. He's just kind of going back and forth with me about uh, they're taking their RV out to Sturgis. We are as well this year. We're going to be out and about for the NASCAR event. Uh, we're going down to Jimmy Buffett this year. Going to show, show some things up down there with some people via charity event. Go to CUNIS, K-U-N-E-S, CUNISRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. And if you're going to do your staycation this year, what a way to do it. Go to CUNIS, K-U-N-E-S, com. That is com. More to come right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.